This is Big Tasty Sports. Hey everybody, welcome to a new NFL season and a new show here. We're going to have a couple things going on for you during the week. This is the Best Bet Show, which will be coming out uh, on Thursdays each week. And I'll tell you a little bit about this. And then on Sundays, in between uh, the last afternoon game and Sunday night football, going to get together with a few guys and do a look-ahead show on the lines for the we- the games the following week, see if there are any spots that look good that you might want to jump in on early so you can get the good lines. That will not be an issue for this week, as all the lines have been <clears throat> bet to hell uh, because they've been out for a while now. But this show is going to be going to be fun. It's a little bit of competition, but hopefully also a little bit of giving you some good information to help you make decisions on the bets that you feel good about on a weekly basis. Basically, I've got five of us who will be contributing weekly and recording all of these on Wednesday at different times. So you'll see that the video is a little bit spliced together. The audio may be a little smoother if you're listening to this on the podcast Uh, All five really sharp, good NFL minds. Also, most of the time, we'll have a guest making some picks as well. Each person's going to make three picks, and at least one of those is going to be plus money. Uh, For the most part, we'll have people give kind of their confidence level uh, on those picks as well. I say for the most part because I recorded one already this morning and already forgot. So we're off to a rocky start, but the picks picks will still be there. And we'll get into the swing of it, just like the teams, just like everybody else doing content as we go in the NFL season here. Also, you're going to definitely want to follow the the people that I have on the show. Most of them, if you're watching this on YouTube, will have their Twitter handle in their um, with their picture, kind of like mine is right now. If you're watching, if you are listening, I will get those Twitter handles in the show description and also be tweeting these things out. So if you go to at NBA attack. With one A, then you will see all the other people there with their Twitter handles, links, whatever. A lot of people who do awesome content, uh, Bet Crushers, D Nice, uh, Cash with Flash, uh, you know, just people who are doing awesome stuff. So you definitely want to check out what they're doing. But they're going to come on here and give a few picks. We'll go through all of them. And then at the end, I will also wrap up and give you sort of an overview of what the picks are. Also, It will not be on Thursday, but on Friday, Saturday, I will put out a tweet that has all of the best picks for the week listed. So with that set up, let's get into the business. First up, this week's best bets is at Cash with Flash, Phil Nasons with me. How are you doing today, Phil? Hey, man, I'm doing great. How are you, Big Tasty? Hey, I'm better now that I'm seeing you. Uh, It's been a little while since we've gotten to connect, and so... Uh, oh, yeah, awesome huh? to get back in touch and talk a little NFL, which I've you kicked ass at up. last year, right? Yep. Yes, I did. I, I finished, I think it was 90, 60, and 12, something like that. Half, I, I, I was using Action App from when I left Sharp App, when they were keeping track the first four weeks. I took a week off. I used the Action App for all my picks from the show and also my premium picks until December 10th. And then what I did is I used my show picks at BetStamp, and then I continued my premium picks through 
the Action Network through the season at Action Network. So if you want that information, I have it available. And Big Tasty knows because he saw most of my picks. I did. Phil, Phil <laughs> likes to share it with a few of us at times, too, for just even more accountability. So uh, I was, you know, appreciate seeing what Phil's thinking because it's usually good, as you just usually. said. So. You, hey, we can't, we can't all be good all the time, you know? So no, we can't. Usually is good enough in this game, so. You know what? You're right, but uh, yeah. it was a good season. It was a good season the year before, and the one before that wasn't so good. So I, I, I don't know if I'm looking forward to the NFL season hmm. because I do all the sports. So, like, right. you know what? But I am looking forward to the games. I'm yeah. looking forward to watching the games, especially on Sundays. With Agreed, some gyros man. or heroes, as we say in Greece. <laughs> Love it. A good euro is, is excellent. So I need about six of them, though. Uh, <laughs> Boozy Speedies. <laughs> Who doesn't? Boozy Speedies. If you're ever in Corfu, Greece, Boozy Peters, the best tzatziki sauce this side of the world. This is the only podcast where you're going to get NFL picks and uh, Euro picks in Greece as well. That's the. That's I, the I could even spot. do it in Greek if you want. I know we've. Oh, got I believe you could, but I can't translate it. So <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah. But, most people wouldn't understand it. Even the Greek Americans, they would have a hard time because of the dialect. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I learned my Greek in the street. So that's I mean, awesome, man. I, all right, here we go, partner. What's Greek. up, man? All right. Well, hey, let's jump into the picks, man. So we're we're doing three picks a piece. Uh, why don't you give us your first pick? What are you thinking? Okay, so we were supposed to give a uh, plus money pick or a dog. Yeah, right? one at least one plus money pick. Yep. Okay, so let's start with that. Let's do it. Cleveland Browns money line over the Carolina Panthers. Baker Mayfield. We saw what he did in Cleveland. We saw how he left. You know, that's a pretty tight bunch in Cleveland. And he left them plenty of bulletin board material. You know, he could deny saying these things, but I've been in media rooms with this kid. He says a lot worse. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, he's going to be running for his life. If he thought for one second that he didn't succeed because of the offense in Cleveland and the offensive line, he's going to wish he were back in Cleveland because the Panthers offensive line, I know they did some rebuilding, retooling. Still not very good. What did they have last year? 52 sacks. That offensive line gave up. Mayfield's going to be running for his life, really running for his life. And here's the other fun part. Cleveland chose Jacoby Brissett over Baker Mayfield. Jacoby Brissett's not bad. You know, when he was uh, the starter in Indianapolis, remember when Andrew Luck took off, decided to retire? He had a 62% completion rate with 18 touchdowns and six interceptions. And he has a better offensive line. He has better receivers. And he has Nick Chubb in the backfield. And this rookie Ford, nice. And then, to top it all off on the offense, Kareem Hunt. He's the yep. third option. He's still there, yep. Yeah, I bet you he plays too. And, and yeah. I bet you, I bet you that defense, that Browns defense, is going to make Baker's life miserable. Think about it this way. Baker Mayfield had two of the biggest playmakers in the NFL, Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham. And he couldn't find them in the end. So how's he going to find these kids? How's he going to find more DJ Moore or Anderson he'll find, Marshall? He'll find McCaffrey from like three yards away <laughs> repeatedly. Yeah, that, is probably what that's he's trying to do. That's another thing. He's only McCaffrey's 
only played 10 games over his last two seasons. He's running behind a bogus offensive line with a third-rate quarterback handing him the ball or pitching him the ball or whatever. You're not making good me luck, feel Carolina. good about my fantasy team, Phil. I got it. I got McCaffrey in fantasy. So, uh, oh well, you know. good luck with that. That's a Thanks. tough one for me. Well, hey but, man, uh, here, here, here's the thing with Cleveland. Uh, you, you're going to push me this direction because this is a game I've been eyeballing. We're we're recording this on Wednesday, and I've been eyeballing this for a couple days, feeling some of the same things as you. Like this Cleveland Browns defense is good, and uh, Baker Mayfield generally isn't, and Brissett is steady. So I, I like what you're saying, man. Oh, I do too. Um, I'm not going to, but full disclosure, I, I don't wager on week one. And the reason I don't is because these lines have been beat to death since May. It's true. The best number's already gone. Maybe it comes back, doubtful of that it does. And, and I just pick, you know, I'm a content, I'm a professional content provider. So I just make picks now this week, next week I might wager. But, but right, right. And, and you're, and you're, uh, transparent about it when when you don't make the bets, right? So, oh yeah, I, um, I am. Um, I have to. You have to be. Um, that's the problem with gambling Twitter. There's a lot of transparency, but a lot of it's fake. You know, uh, totally. they, they use their own spreadsheets. A lot of it is. It, you know yep. the best way. You know the best way to find someone legitimate. Ask them where they're tracked by. If they hand you a spreadsheet, thank them very much and move on. <laughs> I can fix. Yeah. You can fix those. Bet stamp. You can't do anything with those. Yep. Action app, Once you can't do anything. In. Once you hit it, it's over. If you yep. made a mistake, like I have 20 picks out there sometimes, you just can't, you just cash out like you would at the uh, sports book, take a little hit, and continue on about your business. Yeah, word up. Uh, so, hey, I'm going to say one thing before we move on to pick two. Talked about uh, like the Lions being beaten to hell and missing the line and stuff. I will say that the Browns opened as a big favorite. Uh, some of that was probably Watson being uncertain, but can still get this at plus 108. And the best line that's been out there is plus 115. So, you know, it's not too far away from uh, the best line you could get on the Browns still. So if people like it, uh, not a terrible line. So Yeah, not a terrible line. As long as it's yeah. plus money. Yep. Yeah, but you don't want to you don't want to go backwards on that. You don't want to sit you don't want to pay any juice. Yeah. On that agreed. game. Agreed. You really don't. My second pick? Yeah, let's do it. What's number 2? Hmm. I have to look here, see. I'm going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs over 55 uh, over 53 and a half points. Okay. What do you what do you like in terms of points in that one? You see a lot of scoring? A lot. Yeah, sure. Sure. Okay. Um, one of the things that, you know, how do I put this? Patrick Mahomes is probably one of the best quarterbacks of his generation. I, I think that we can make an argument for that. Yeah. But so many people think that he isn't. And a lot of people are just jealous, I think. But that gets thrown out there all the time. At the end of the day, I think he, he's going to miss Tyreek Hill. Who wouldn't? But he's not too bad off with Schuster Smith and Valdez Scantling. And then he's got McCall Hardman. And, of course, he still has Travis Kelce, and he has Edwards Hilaire in the backfield, who's finally healthy with one of the best offensive lines in the business. I think they're going to score some points against this football team. And then you want to look at Arizona. Yeah. What do you think about them with Hopkins out? Well, they're, they're, they had trouble last year without Hopkins. Once he went out, that was it. You know, But they had a whole summer. They've known. It wasn't like it happened in game eight this year. Or happened right. yesterday. Um, I think they're going to be okay. And, and and the reason I do, Marquise Brown's a nice player. 
And, and one thing about uh, Kyler Murray is he throws the football deep, and he, he can does. get it there in a hurry. And I he would, does. I think at this point in his career, I would have to say Marquise Brown might be a little faster than Hopkins, a lot yeah, healthier than Hopkins. Yep. He's probably his blood is probably cleaner, and, and you know it, it is what it is. Uh, the, the other thing, too, is that uh, both these teams are projected to have bottom 10 defenses. This being opening night, I think these offensive units, especially these two, which have most of their pieces returning, they'll gel faster as a unit than some of these two defenses will, I think. And I think what's going to happen is Murray's going to want to put all that bad press and bad blood aside from the summer. He's going to try to throw as often as he can and as deeply as he can. He's going to try to wound the Kansas City Chiefs defensive backfield. I think it's going to end up a shootout. I think that the Chiefs are going to win the game, cover the spread, and the total goes over 53 and a half. That's the number that I have. If it's yeah, I got 53 and a half at minus 105 right now, actually. That's so, a great play right there. Yeah. Minus 105. That's Look, great. Let, let me say one other thing about this too. So, and and I actually have played one under so far. I'm, I'm not going over my picks right now, but one thing for the overs uh, this first week or two is the officials are, the NFL has made it a point to tell officials to watch for illegal contact on the defense against receivers. And so when you talk about the Cardinals uh, trying to throw the ball deep, I wonder if we see an increase in those illegal contact penalties in the first couple of weeks, and that benefits those overs and the offenses as well. So that's, one other thing that I just throw in, uh, looking at overs that I that think was a good throw in that way. So that was a good throw in, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't use it as part of the handicap or my. You didn't need it, right? Process. Right. Just another thing to toss on the pile, though. So yeah, you know what? You want to keep it as simple as you can. Yeah. Um, we don't know what these young people are going to do. Um, we don't know what the refs are going to do. How how far they take that? Will they right. overcompensate for that and, and, and call every ticky tack thing? Or will they feel like they're under a microscope and let them play a little bit? It could go both ways. We'll see, yeah. though. We'll see. We will see. We That's will a hell see. of a good point there, Tasty. You did good. Thanks, You're man. the only male I call big I can get encouragement from you. I appreciate it. So I try uh, my best. I, I try to be as positive as I can. You're very positive. So, all right. Well, that's uh, pick number two. Let's uh, let's hit your third pick. What, do you, what are you taking for pick number three? Dallas Cowboys plus oh two at home. Oh, boy. All right. Hit me with it. Tell me why. Because Tom Brady's running for his life from his wife. <laughs> he doesn't have a chance. He has no chance to get this game. And I'm going to tell you why. Because tell he me. has it. He has been he has so many distractions in his life. He's got a new head coach, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. He's got uh, a banged up kid. What's his name? Uh, Ge- uh Goodwin, right? Godwin, Goodwin. Yep. What was his injury again? Do you remember? I don't remember. Was it a hamstring? I, it was a lower leg. Yeah, you messed that up, and that that's not fun. And, and the problem is, if it doesn't fully heal, which they really never do, it always comes back to bite you. At least it does with tennis players. I, I don't know so much about football, but that defense to the Cowboys is legit. There's a reason Dan Quinn decided that he didn't want to take a couple of the offers I know he was given to be a head coach. He likes coaching that team. And that team led the NFL in takeaways last year. Don't forget that. Tampa Bay, though, what about Brady? 45 years old, fantastic shape. Maybe he's got some bruises from the from the from from all the things that Giselle threw at him. 
on her way out the door. You know, because <laughs> like he said, I probably got it coming because <laughs> he was supposed to retire. You know, there, yeah. when you're on the road as much as athletes are, I spent a lot, a lot of time on the road in my career. It's really hard to have a have a life at home. You have to have a very understanding family. But after 25 freaking years, <laughs> you know what I mean? So he's got those distractions, but he also has a real decent crew. Now, they picked up Gage in the offseason from Atlanta, right? But uh, at the end of the day, he's new. Brady doesn't have Gronkowski. And I think that his lack of play, I don't think he played in the preseason. I think that hurts him in a way. I think it hurts their rhythm. I don't like their offensive backfield. Um, their offensive line is pretty decent, though. You know, but uh, Marpe and Kappa are both gone. So they had to replace those guys, too. Brady's 45 years old. He's used yeah. to having confidence in his kids, in his team, and in his teammates like he did in New England. He, he doesn't have that at Tampa Bay. Never has. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He, he's had them, but they've, he's been great, and I expect him to be great. But here's what I think is going to happen. I think Dak Prescott's going to come out firing. I think that they, the offensive line, which was really awful last season, if you remember. Yep. You know, Tyron Smith is probably out. Yep. Michael Gallup is out. But yep. they still have the incomparable C.D. Lamb. He's on my fantasy team, Big Tasty. Nice. I have him on one of mine, so. Uh, and they picked up Jason Peters, too, uh, to help on the line. So that that definitely was a helpful pickup for them. And once they – you know, and, and that line, though, basically is a plug and play. I know they had a hard time last year because all of them had niggling injuries. But they seem to be healthy from all that I've been able to read and, and hear about. So it should be fun. But Prescott is underrated, in my opinion. He really is. And they put up big numbers, man, in the regular season. Just big numbers. And two points at home, getting two points at home, they should be that's they should be it's they should easily be favored by a field goal. Uh, appreciate the picks, Phil. Great to see you as always. And uh I'll I'll get to see you next week. I hope so. We'll Good luck, guys. Good luck, man. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, man. Next up, I am Pretty stoked to welcome the football guru, Yanni from the Bet Crushers. How's it going, man? Well, you, you set up with a really trap entrance there for me, but uh, I appreciate that. I'm doing good, man. How you doing? I'm doing well, man. It's no joke. All the work that you put in and everything, uh, it is a deep understanding of the dynamics happening in the NFL. So I'm thankful you're willing to come on and and tell people all the winners you've got. I'm excited, man. Hopefully I can keep up. I know you got a couple, uh, you got some good sharp folks giving you some picks and, and hopefully I can keep pace. We'll see. We all will do it together. So, well, let's, uh, let's dive right in, man. We're going to do three picks. Uh, like, like everybody else, one plus money. What's the first pick you're going to go with this week? So I think for my first pick here, I want to take uh, a team total over and that'll be the Philadelphia Eagles against the Detroit Lions uh, over 26 and a half. Um, you can find that. I don't know if you need to know, but you can find that on Bovada at uh, basically regular juice, I believe. So okay, um, nice. that's uh, that's my first pick. I think Philly is going to score a lot of points this season. And I think they're going to score a lot of points against that Detroit defense, which even though I know they're hyped up with hard knocks, I think that could end up being a close game. But I, I think Philly's going to put some points up. So I'm going to go with that for my first pick. 
I like it. Do you have a specific matchup in particular that you like between Philly's offense and Detroit's defense? All of it. Um, I, I, love, <laughs> I, I think Philly's offensive line is probably the best line in the NFL, certainly top three, in my opinion. Um, so I think they're going to be able to kind of wear them down. So I think if they want to run the ball, they can. I think Hurts will run a little bit. But I think their receivers match up well against a very questionable secondary. And I actually like Dallas Goddard a lot in this as well. If you, uh, you take a look at Daily Fantasy, look at him for your starting tight end. So I, I like a lot of those matchups. I think they're going to light it up. I love it. It's some bonus here with the DFS as well. That's yeah. awesome. All right. So what uh, in terms of your confidence, one being the lowest and three the highest, where are you at on that one? That that's my three. That's that's my uh, that's my okay. big big wager of the week. I I think they're gonna score a lot of points and we'll put that three pointer out there. All right, awesome. Uh, what's the next one you're gonna go with? The next one is uh, a little bit. It's a little bit hard for me to do, but I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of hold my nose and do it. And and that's I like the Pittsburgh Steelers getting six and a half points against the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, I'm I'm not high on the Steelers overall. But I like them in this spot. It's a divisional game. They they basically have owned the Bengals for the most part. Um, and I understand this is not our grandfather's Bengals here. I mean, this is a good football team that was very close to winning the Super Bowl. But I think in this spot, this ends up being a close game. I think the Bengals probably win this by a field goal. Um, I think, it, you know, it may take the Bengals just a little while to kind of gel, especially offensively with Burrow missing the preseason, that offensive line kind of working itself together. I think that the Steelers can do enough to keep this game competitive. Um, and, and, you know, six and a half just seems a little too much to me. To me, I think this should be more of a three and a half, four and a half line. I like the value there. So that'll be my my two-point confidence level there. Yeah, I, I can see it. I'm, I'm curious on that one. Do you see it more as Pittsburgh being able to slow Cincinnati down? It sounds like maybe you think Cincinnati could come out a little slow. Or do you are you, do, are you believing a little bit in Trubisky and Pittsburgh's ability to score some points? I mean, they do have good talent, right, um, at the skill positions. So that's not crazy. But what do you think in terms of the matchup and how you think that plays out? Yeah, it's, you know, I'll be honest, that's why I said I got to hold my nose a little bit on this one is I, I I really don't like Pittsburgh's offensive line. I think that they could struggle with that Cincinnati front, um, but I think Trubisky's athleticism gives them a little bit to where, it, you know, to me it comes down to this. If Trubisky does not turn the ball over, I think Pittsburgh is in this game for the duration. Now, if he's under pressure and he's throwing ducks up there, could be a totally different story since I could win by 30 points, but I, I just, I feel like he's going to flourish under a little bit more of an organized system in Pittsburgh, as opposed to what he was dealing in dealing with in Chicago. And like you said, he's got a little bit more to lean on there. I mean, he's got some weapons at the receiver position. Firebooth's a good tight end there. Um, Najee Harris, if, you know, if he can be healthy, I think he'll give them a good run. So I think they can keep up both ways as long as they don't get slaughtered in the turnover battle. Yeah. I think that's a great call. Um, turnovers are definitely killer. You give a team like Cincinnati extra possessions, and I think that offense does make you pay. So I think that's a great call. All right. Well, uh, now it's time for the big reveal of the plus money pick. Uh, what are you going with for that this week? Well, I, I guess talk about hold your nose. I got to do it again here. Um, I am going to go with my hometown Jacksonville Jaguars on the road, um, money line against the Washington Commanders. Um, I do not like Washington this season. I do not like Wentz. I don't, 
I, I really don't like much about Washington, save a couple players on their team. Um, and, and I think this Jaguars team is going to step up. I mean, to me, this is a spot, this is a winnable game for them. I think that offensively, they can do enough to put points up, and that Washington offense just doesn't really scare me. I, I know that McLaren got paid. Um, you know, they can run the ball a little bit there. And, of course, with Wentz, it's always a little bit of Jekyll and Hyde, but I think that's why I want to take a crack with Jacksonville here is if, if we get Hyde with Carson Wentz, we got a really good shot of winning this game. So, again, two-and-a-half spread, I, I think that that's obviously showing that people are confident Jacksonville can play with Washington. The question is, can they come away with a win? I think this could be one of those games that, that the Jags come away and it's like, wow, they beat Washington. So uh, that, that's going to be my my plus money pick for the week. I like it. What's your what's your outlook on Jacksonville's defense this year? I, I'm not high on it. Um, I think okay. offensively, I, I like what Lawrence, I think he can step up and really take a nice leap in his second year here. They obviously added some weapons there. They drafted Trevon Walker number one overall, so hopefully they'll get a little bit of help there. And, and you know what? Josh Allen at linebacker is, is a monster. He does not get the credit he deserves because he plays in Jacksonville. But I don't really like their secondary. I'm still not sold that they have the pass rush there. So overall, I'm not high on their defense, but I think in this matchup, they can do enough here to keep this game kind of low scoring and close. Yeah, against a potentially bad offense. I'm with you. I'm not a, a Carson Wentz truther, that's for sure. So, yeah. All right, awesome. Well, thanks, Yanni. Hey, real quick here. Um, if people don't know, so the Beck Crushers, uh, JJ and Yanni doing baseball, football, phenomenal stuff. Talk a little bit about what you're putting out uh, on a weekly basis this this season. Yeah, appreciate it. Follow us on Twitter at the Bet Crushers. Um, we generally try to get our we get three NFL articles out during football season. We usually do a Wednesday uh, daily fantasy article, which will kind of give you some hints on who we like that week. Um, and then we have a plays post that we put out usually on Fridays, which will have anywhere from two to six or seven plays, depending upon what we like. And then uh, a props article, a player prop article that usually comes out on Saturday, um, highlighting it again that, gosh, that can be anywhere from a few up to 10 or 12 players that we like on props. So that's kind of what we're putting out regularly. JJ's kind of winding down baseball season. He's putting out a weekly NASCAR article, uh, NASCAR betting article. So check us out at thebetcrushers.com. We, we, uh, we put a lot of work into it. And if it helps somebody cash a few bets, it's worth it. Absolutely. It's awesome stuff. And if, uh, if you don't follow the bet crushers yet, go do it or go to my Twitter and just watch for the retweets. Cause I retweet all of them. Cause they're, they're phenomenal. So thanks for coming on, man. And, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Appreciate it. Looking forward to week two already. Absolutely. See ya. Take care. All right. Next up on the show, we got a guy who's, uh, become a good friend. Uh, had some fun doing a lot of different podcast stuff. D nice joining the best bets. How's it going, man? What's going on, man? I'm really thrilled to be on the show. And also that we got football season. It crept up kind of quick, right? It was like, all right, yeah, it's July, it's August, it's almost here. And then it's Labor Day weekend. And then it's like, oh, it's Wednesday. And I need to get my uh, and it's tomorrow. stuff in order. Yeah, I think it's because you kept us busy doing all those uh, divisional previews. You know? that, that <laughs> got six us- of eight divisions done, but probably started a week later than I needed to. <laughs> and the last two, I'm like, just look at the Bet Crushers season previews. <laughs> That'll right. cover... Those last two division previews that we didn't if get all to. Else fails. If all so what else happens fails. when you count on D nice, like it's just kind of like a, a process that gets put together and, you know, sometimes there's some loose ends, man. 
it's fine. It's fine. It's totally fine. All right, man. Well, let's uh, let's jump into what you like for this week. We're gonna go go through your three favorite uh, bets for the week. What's what's up first? The bet that I think I like the most as of right now on the weekend. And look, it's week one. And for people who are like first time NFL betters, don't go hog wild because these lines have been bet into submission for like six months. I'm pretty sure that these lines came out when my Sixers were still in the playoffs as we were doing live streams, right? It's so like they've Over been the betting, day. right? I'm betting those player props in the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> Love those same game parlays. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, okay. Great. But these lines the have been out there since then, um, is my point. So, all right. First bet is Ravens minus four in the first half against the lowly Jets. Don't right. have Zach Wilson going. Zach Wilson ruled out. I know that Zach Wilson's not good, but we got Joe Flacco tasty. And Flacco, I know maybe he's got a Super Bowl. At one point in time, he was rated as a maybe a top 10 quarterback. This guy's, what, 38? The His best days are way behind him. I like Ravens. Like You could talk me into alt spreads on this too, but not to get too fancy, just do Ravens minus four first half. That's at FanDuel. I imagine that might get up to four and a half at some places. And I just think that you could take the full game, but in case things get a little bit dicey late, you don't know about garbage time, right? So cover the four first half. In the Real quick, uh, a follow-up question. If you yeah. had to guess, how much do you think the Ravens win by? This isn't one of your picks, but I'm just curious. So it's funny that you mentioned that because I was actually thinking that this reminds me of, was it three years ago? It was Ravens Dolphins week one. And they just blew the doors off him. It was at Miami. It was like 52 to seven. It reminds yeah. me of a spot where I know that the Jets are supposed to be better. Wilson year two. You don't have them there. I mean, I'm not impressed with the wide receivers with Flacco out there. Like, I, I don't hate Mims, but you got Flacco out there. I could see this being, you know, a two and a half to three score um, lead and win. So that's why I'm saying, like, if you wanted to take the spread, you could certainly do that as well as i pick my nose there right <laughs> just a scratch should just probably remind myself that i'm on camera right now <laughs> um all right i like it i've wondered about just that scratch. myself all spread so um all right yeah. so let's pick one what's what's up next should i put a confidence ranking on that of like one yeah two, tell, three? what's your confidence ranking yep that's three probably my five. favorite one that i like um so does it have to be a three or nope, can, it okay. doesn't how about just two for now? Okay. Two for now. And I'm sure we'll do other shows as we go on throughout the week. And yep. maybe we find some alt action too. But two for now. Yeah, let's do two. Okay. Cool. All right. What's your second one? Second one, I'm thinking we'll save the plus money for last. And that one was tough. The second one that I like is Texans Colts over. And this actually ticked okay. down today from 46, 45 and a half. I saw it Fando right before we started to record here. I like okay. the over 45 and a half. The Texans, I think we know what we're getting with the Texans, and it's not a very good team, right? They're four to five wins at most, and if they win two to three games, that's not a shocker either. I think that they'll give up points. The Colts, I think, come out. They've got Matt Ryan. I'm sure that everybody knows. Pittman, a lot of attention will be paid to Taylor as well. I think the Colts could easily get into the high 20s to 30s. There could be garbage time. Don't hate Davis Mills at home. I do like the Colts defense overall, but if you told me that this was, you know, a 35-21 game, a 38-17 game, I, I wouldn't be shocked. So just trying to go through everything. 
I really think this gets to 46 points, and that's why I like that over. I like it. What's the confidence level on this one? Um, let's do a confidence of three on this one. Nice. All right. Yeah, man, I, I like it too. I mean, these are your picks, so I'm not going to comment too much. But I do think Houston's offense might be better. I don't mean good, but better than people think it will be. So I like, sure. I like including them versus just a Colts team total or something. I like that. Yeah, totally. And I mean, if you put the Texans at home or in a dome, I think that Mills is a little bit more comfortable. It's week one also. Like, we don't really know what we're going to get. And we've seen teams in the past come out and look awful in week one and then like world beaters yep. in week two. And the Colts, I think, did that last year. They lost week one at Jaguars and they also – or no, at home against the Jaguars and they lost week 17 also against That's the Jaguars. That's right. They bookended it. Yeah, so hopefully we get that 46 points that we need. But it's 45 yeah. and a half at Fando right now as we're recording. All right, awesome. That brings us to the big plus money pick. What are you going to rock for that plus one? money. This one was tough. It, I agree. <laughs> Dude, I, I recorded mine earlier, and I took a long time trying to figure out what I wanted to say for the plus money. So. Really? Yeah. It came yeah. down to two picks. It came down to two picks, and I'll probably get a little bit more exotic as the year goes on. Um, I know that player props aren't a thing that we can do, but like first half money lines or something that we could do, or we could find plenty of angles like team totals of like alt team totals. I'm going to keep yep. it simple here. It's a team that I know we're both down on this season, but I think this spot's not awful for them. I almost went with the Vikings at plus money, but it's actually Dallas at plus 116. And the confidence ranking is one, okay? (laughs) Because it's Tom Brady and all the podcasts that we do, and Yanni's going to call me a jackass for betting against Tom Brady. But I think that this might be the weakest that we see the Bucs for the first portion of the season. Or maybe the whole season. You've got Brady. He's been away. Not really sure what's going on there. Um, hopefully he's not going to retire again, right? Uh, Chris Never Godwin. Know. Not sure if he's going to be you know, full strength or even going to play. He'll be out there. But it's just a sneaky good spot, I think. The Cowboys and Bucks played in week one last year at Tampa. Tampa coming off the Super Bowl win. Cowboys covered. Didn't win outright. Had a shot right. um, at the end. But Cowboys plus 116 is where I'm at. The Cowboys will move the ball. I know that they underperform in playoff spots, Dak in playoff spots, sure. But plus 116 in this case, give it to me. But one point of confidence, Tasty. I feel you. (laughs) Uh, Not to give it away because mine will be after this, but uh, my plus money was a one on the confidence as well. I won't say what it was, but it was a one on the confidence. Yeah, it's a one on the confidence. Maybe as we get to week two or if a team over or underperforms, we go the other side of it as the year goes on. We'll get some higher confidence ones. But this like I know you and I both enjoy some of these derivative plays too. the second half. Like we'll find more angles as we get deeper into the season, uh, you know, that are a little more creative to find some plus money, too. So. Yeah, and for now, I'm just – I have a money line bet on a team that I have an underwind total on, and I'm betting against Tom Brady, which is – you know what? If you're going to throw funny. a stinker out there, dude, in week one. <laughs> just get after it. <laughs> just get it. after it, man. I love it. Hey, uh, so on Twitter, is at uh, at Wager Rager, what's the, the Twitter handle? Yeah, it would be nice if I kept it straightforward, but at Wager Rager is where I post all of the Wager Rager content. My own personal Twitter is at Sir Wager Rager. But if you click on one, you'll find links to the others and you'll find your links and the Bet Crusher links. It's all one big 
syndicate right at this <laughs> it point is, it is <laughs> and i'll have uh i'll have all that info in the in the show description too if you want to check that out but i will just say like d puts out a lot of good podcasts a lot of fun so make sure you go uh check it out if you haven't done that before you all got right, it thanks, appreciate man. it man and i'm looking yep. forward to this uh whole season here it should be a blast a lot of sharp minds and just trying to get on the right side of all this money starting in week one it's what 20 23 weeks in a row starting right now i think yep time to time to destroy some things hopefully not our bankroll <laughs> hopefully not our bankrolls <laughs> right preferably the books or something so exactly all right man appreciate it you got it anytime see you later i'm excited to welcome in my friend jj from the bet crushers how's it going today Oh, fantastic. No complaints, right? <laughs> right. We're getting ready for some football. We're actually, this one we're recording on Thursday morning, so we're, we're just hours away from the first games. Man, you can feel it. Exciting stuff. Totally. Yeah, for sure. Well, hey, we, uh, we got to give the people some picks here, so let's dive in. And what do you have for your first pick this week? Well, for the, uh, let's go confidence rate. Let's start with high confidence. Confidence rating of a three. Yeah. So, we're going to go down to the NFC South with New Orleans at Atlanta. And, you know, we've talked a lot, you know, whether it be on, you know, D's pod or whatnot about some of these teams. And this one here, I think we could all agree, you know, that that most of us, as far as the conversations, we've had a pretty high confidence with New Orleans and looking ahead and even their futures in the division itself. Uh, but, you know, if you want to kind of flip to the other side of it, Atlanta, I think the key question facing the Atlanta team is just how bumpy of a transition they face going into the post Matt Ryan era. You just, I, I think we talked about this during the preview is you can't underestimate just the amount of stability that Matt Ryan provided for this team for quite a, quite a few years. Now his yeah. raw production numbers, you know, you're talking yards, TDs, whatever it may be, took a, a dip last year, a big dip last year. For more or less because of a lack of lack of a weapons outside of the mat matchup nightmare that is Kyle Pitts. You know, Pitts is still a major factor, even if you've got Mariota or Desmond Ritter tossing the ball to him, but missing Ryan, I think, and even with his 90.4 QBR last season, in spite of those limited weapons, I mean, that missing him is a huge hole on this offense. And I think, you know, everybody could agree with that. It's just how huge of a, of a hole it is. You look at running back Cordero Patterson, he still offers a lot out of the backfield. Um, otherwise, the receiver core is pretty limited. And so, you know, we're talking about the NFL in 2022. It's a uh, pass. It's a passing league, and we all know that. So what reasons do we have to believe that the Falcons, you know, defense will be much improved? We're going to look at the other side of the ball. I still have them rated as one of the worst units in the league. And realistically, starting at the top, I'm not sold on Arthur Smith as a head coach or even really as a prominent offensive coordinator um, without Derrick Henry and that Titans offensive line in those you know last couple seasons in his tenure there with the Titans. So maybe there is something there with uh, you know Arthur Smith reuniting with Marietta to to run the offense, but <laughs> maybe not. So I think the jury's still out there. Um, but on the other side of the ledger, you got the post LASIK Jameis Winston, and he sets up quite nicely against this Atlanta <laughs> defense. You know, sure, there's going to be growing pains with a limited Michael Thomas. Um, Camara's issues, whatever it may be. But you've got a rookie wide receiver in Chris Olave, University of Dayton's own Adam Troutman, a tight end. But, you know, like, what are you going to get out of those young guys? I think there's a lot of upside, but there's a lot of questions. What does Dennis Allen and his staff expect to get out of young players in these prominent roles? We're going to see some of these questions get answered in the next few weeks. 
but they still have a decent offensive line, quality skill positions filled. You know, you got Jarvis Landry, Taysom Hill, whatever you make of him. He's still a pretty good Swiss Army knife type of weapon out there at the tight end position. But you know, New Orleans has an aging defense. I think it's still potent enough to put the clamps on a transitioning offense like Atlanta's. So my money uh, has been on New Orleans minus five. But, you know, as we speak now and this week, um, it's five and a half. And I did actually take a little more at five and a half. Really anything at, uh, you know, minus six or better against the Falcons, I think, is playable in my book. So I'm going to take the chalk with the highest confidence of the three picks today. Awesome, man. Yeah, I like it. This is one. It's funny. I I haven't bet this game yet, and I like hearing you talk about it. I've been hesitant, even though I'm with you on how I think about New Orleans and how I think about Atlanta. Sure. Uh, these NFC South divisional matchups just uh, get me scared sometimes. You know? I agree. But, yeah, but totally. I totally agree with the the overall breakdown there um, on how to especially. Lift things, but you're right, especially with New Orleans. I mean, in in years, you know, kind of Drew Brees years where they were you know, the cream of the NFC South crop. They've they've laid some eggs on the road with, with some of these teams like in Atlanta um, or even a Carolina or something like that. Right. But they're not going to this week. They're going to win by six plus. So we got that decided. <laughs> That's the plan, man. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right. Well, let's uh, let's go to pick number two. Uh, what are All you right. going with? We're going to go with uh, one of my two personal um, teams that I root for, and we're going to go to the Motor City, Philly at Detroit. I love to see the hype for Detroit this um, off season, you know, we, we all know about the hard knocks bump and the public perception and everything, but I still agree that this team is going to take a step forward, you know, in terms of actually closing out some of those close games from last season, getting some wins. But, you know, I think, you know, something that we've talked about as a group on this, on the division previews is you kind of still have to pump the brakes here. I, I, you know, I believe that I have to look objectively at this team. You know, I think, one of the key things is you're going to have a little bit more of a reliability on the offensive side of the ball with this coaching staff, Jared Goff, gelling through another offseason. Again, not I don't expect it to be prolific. I just think it's going to be a little more reliable, get those first downs. I'm still not sold on the defense making huge gains, though, so that still is a pretty big, weak spot. Um, but again, as we all know, the offensive line for Detroit is going to be solid, and I think that helps with you know churning over – um, the downs, getting first downs, and being able to move the ball, getting themselves in a better field position to punt and uh, you know not give the ball to the other team on their 40 or 50-yard right. line like we saw so many times last season. Um, Philly is another team that I think is getting a ton of love. We've been giving them a ton of love, um, and it's much deserved. Uh, second year, again, you know, much similar to Detroit, but with you know, more skilled players, I guess you'd say. Second year with the system, A.J. Brown is a primo big body move the chains receiver type of guy. I think that was something that Philly lacked um, quite a bit last year outside of, you know, the tight end position and the defense sets up to be above average, if not even better uh, once again. So where I'm going here with actually is actually a total uh, my numbers, you know, we're talking preseason going into the season. Um, so my grading, I'm still looking at both teams in this situation, kind of in the bucket of around 46 and a half, 47, so 49, which there still are a few 49s out there um, this morning, you know, but I think 48 and a half is arguably still playable. 49, obviously, is, is still much better when we're talking about, you know, a, a point and a half, two point margin from what I, my expectations are to where the line is. Again, Detroit's offense, I think they fixed to be, you know, grindy, a little more intentional. Philly's offense is in the same vein, but, you know, that next level up more potent. So, you know, this is one of several unders that I'm going to be sweating on week one, and I 
just wouldn't have it any other way. So I like it. What, uh, what's your confidence on this one? That's a two. That's a two. A two. All right, cool. And I just looked on, uh, looked on bet stamp and there is under 49 at minus minus one ten still at a couple okay. books. So uh, right. we can definitely roll with that today Perfect. still. All right. Um, I, uh, yeah, I was going to talk about, uh, what Yanni did on this game, but we'll, I'll, I'll save it. I'll save it for the end. Uh, cause I think there's okay. a way to actually look at both of your plays put together. And if people are listening to the whole thing, they can already, uh, think about that. So, all right. Uh, last up, we got the plus money pick for the week. What are you going with here? This is actually a, my lowest confidence, uh, a one okay. rating. And it's probably because it's a little more based off of perception than anything. Um, we're going to go to an AFC East um, kickoff here with New or, or with uh, New England and at Miami. And the question here is, and I think we see we've seen it a lot. We've seen a lot of videos. We've seen a lot of talk. It's time for the Dolphins to leapfrog New England in the AFC East. I think that's the big question. Um, the trajectory of both of these teams seems to be going that way for sure. Um, we talk about Tua's accuracy, Tyreek Hill. You know, kind of adding that whole blow the blow the top off of defenses type of thing that Tua didn't necessarily have before. New regime in South Florida. I think everything's pointing towards an offensive boon for Miami, and that's what seems to be the talk going around. Now, I personally made a significant bump up for the Dolphins' offense. I think that is warranted. The defense is still solid. Um, then you have on the other side. Plus, you got the mighty Patriots have been pronounced dead this preseason. Uh, the league has figured out Mac Jones and that terrific rookie start. You got Josh McDaniels. He's in Vegas to coach the Raiders. So who the hell's driving the bus? You know, there's a lot of talk yeah. about that. Is it Patricia? What, 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 right. What's going on? Yeah. So, and and it's it's led to a clear downgrade um, of their offense, like the rest of the world. You talk about regression to the Patriots defense, all this sort of thing. And this line has pushed up to three and a half. And to be honest with you, I like it for my low confidence plus money play um, in terms of a plus 150, plus 160 on the money line dog. I think it's worth a crack um, if you're you know looking to reach out and try to get some yield. I think a lot of folks are on Miami and I, I get it. I think it's deservedly so. I don't necessarily think this is you know, something where, oh, this is Patriots, 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 as much as I think there's that kind of dreaded V word, a little bit of value given a lot of the hype. Patriots are pronounced dead. Miami's going to be this awesome over team with Tua and Hill, and Tua's going to be fantastic MVP season. You know, I, th I think in week one, this is a good spot to uh, take a dog. I think it's a very overlooked dog right now. So um, whether I you know, ultimately chop it up with a little bit of uh, money line and a side, you know, given the uh, point spread is where I'm kind of letting this play out. I, I, I would like to see if this gets to four. I don't know if it gets to four, but three and a half is pretty good. And I do like plus 150 plus 160. So even though my money isn't there yet, this is a wait and see. And I will have something on this game. Yeah. Well, and I think um, what you just talked through there is a good thing that all, probably all of us who are on the show are processing. But for other people who are looking at the NFL, it's a good thing to process. In any given week, you are going to have underdogs that win. So to think through sort of a game at a time and think about things like you said, what are the narratives and where might they not be exactly right? Um, what are the what are the specific matchups and where does maybe an underdog team have a good matchup advantage or in this case, it could be coaching even, you know. Um, it could be. So, Rookie coach, but, you know, 
Not yep. that he isn't qualified and right. not that Belichick is still the invincible guy. We've seen him without Brady. You know, it's it's a different, different um, complexion in, in Foxborough for sure without Tom Brady. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I don't think it's quite time to put the fork in these guys. I could be completely wrong. And in South, South uh, Florida, especially given, you know, we know how it is early in the season, teams going down to Miami and not being acclimated to the, to the climate, um, they could get blown out. But I'm not ready to put the fork in them yet. And I think three and a half, especially four, could be pretty nice. Right. All right, man. Well, hey, thanks for coming on and we'll see how it goes this weekend. And then we will look ahead to uh, week two where we have a little more information. So appreciate it. Yep. Good luck. Okay. See ya. All right. Next up, I am excited to uh, have Kevin on the show. How's it going, man? Not too bad. We're uh, Kevin. Kevin is a, a podcast and YouTube streaming expert. I just learned a few minutes ago. So <laughs> uh, this is, uh, you know, new, but he's been um, doing sports betting for a long time. I know you're into uh, betting and DFS, right? Yeah, yeah. Heavy in DFS, heavy in sports betting, mostly football, basketball, college. Okay. Pro. Do you do a lot of DFS for NFL too? Yeah. Uh, I'm loaded, locked and loaded week one. Dude, that's awesome. All right, I'm going to have to that's, – that's an area I'm trying to catch up in. I've been heavier on the betting side, but trying to get into DFS more. So yeah, good yeah. to have people who know what the hell they're talking about because uh, <laughs> I'm not too sharp on it at this point. Yeah, so. yeah no doubt. But awesome, man. Well, hey, let's uh, let's jump into some picks here for week one in the NFL. Um, we're going to go through three picks. What What's the first one you've got up? All right, so full disclosure, I was – I was going through this game, and it was a game I already bet. And I, I knew that I'm going to do all this work on this game, and it's going to come off a key number That's before I get on the show. That's exactly what happened. So I thought about changing it, honestly. But I dove into it more, and I'm still confident in it. So the first play is going to be, right now, the only thing available, Dolphins 3 and a half. Okay. No, I, I bet minus two and a half. I bet minus three. And I nice. would have been a lot better giving out that number. But when I break down the game, and we'll start first on the offensive side. Would you want to break down real quick? Just yeah, a little yeah. Bit? Tell me. Okay. Yeah, tell me what you're seeing. So on the offensive side for the Dolphins, there's one key mismatch that stands out. And it's these Dolphins wide receivers versus the Pats secondary. Now, I do like the two safeties, right? Last year against the pass, they were so-so. Their best guy was J.C. Jackson. He's gone. Right now, their number one cornerback is Jalen Mills, who I know very well from being an Eagles fan. He was a six-round draft pick. A lot of times watching him play, you knew why he was a six-round draft pick. But he's a (laughs) tough guy, hard-nosed guy. And Belichick usually gets the best out of those kind of guys. Yeah. But he's their best coverage guy their average for pff their average coverage grade is a 56 wow and you got you know you got tyreek waddle wilson out there and another big thing i like on the offensive side is they're switching coaches to mcdaniel now to me kyle shanahan's the best offensive coordinator in the nfl and he was right on him he was 
you know, a lot of people were responsible, said he was responsible for getting Debo the ball and all. So, no, I know a lot of people say, well, Belichick's going to try to take Tyreek away, but he, he will find a way to get him the ball. And they also upgraded a lot on the offensive line. They got sure. Connor Williams. They brought in Teron Armstead. You know, and, and the Pats are kind of mediocre. I think they're 20th best in pressure rate. You know, they've been drafting offensive linemen high the last couple of years. And, I mean, to be honest, I, I would obviously, like I said, much rather get three on this game. But I think, I think the market is overreacting to the Patriots of old. Yeah, this is – Belichick still – I've lost a lot of money going against Belichick. You know what I'm saying? So I, yeah. I do – I respect him. But it's like, you know, last two years, it's like, who's who's the first? Is it the Bills or the Pats? And and it was like close, but it really wasn't close. It was really being based on priors. And this year, it's like, okay, we know the Bills are first. Well, who's second? Is it the Dolphins? Are first? And I don't think it's close. I think they're way better on paper, you know. And, and when I'm handicapping the game, I always like to look at the other side, like, okay, what – what could get me beat? You know, there's no such thing as a lock. Yeah, what's, yeah, that's a great. What's the other? What's call. the other side? What do I miss? I think what the Patriots would want to do when they're on offense is pound the ball. But you know, I'm I'm looking going through it, and they don't even have an offensive coordinator. Who's calling right. the plays? It's Matt Patricia and Joe Judge, but they don't say who the offensive coordinator is. Right. It's like, and from a word out of camp is they're they're trying to go fast paced, and I like Mac Jones. I do, but look at this. What has he got? Nelson Aguilar, another ex Eagle. Not that great. <laughs> Bringing Devontae Parker, okay. But I kind of like what Miami has in the secondary. They, they, the tandem of Xavier Howard and Holland, I think is a good, nice safety cornerback duo. Pass rush is good. They brought in Melvin Ingram. I just, to me, I make power ratings. I made the game like four and a half. But just based on matchups and everything, I would still be probably at a two laying three and a half. Okay. That's good, man. So you're probably, your confidence level would be high, like three if it was three or If two it was minus half, three, it would for sure be three. Yep. That you know? totally makes sense. Yeah. Because that's a big, that's a big number to move off it's of. It's a key but, number. I mean, I, I don't yeah. recommend, like, I, I would, my suggestion would be for betters is I would just wait until Sunday, see if there's yeah. buyback on the Patriots. I think they'll probably be a square dog. Yeah. Um, you know, and if it goes to four, just hit it at four. You know, right. obviously you'd rather have three and a half, but I, I'd rather, you know, if you're someone who likes to watch the screen and you could see, I mean, there's a lot of juiced three and a halves now, I see. Yeah. So just, you know, you kind of get a, get a gauge on the market and see if there's going to be any buyback. I honestly doubt it goes back to three, but maybe you get, you know, reduced juice three and a half. Yeah, I think that's a great call. I do think people, um, there's a decent chance people come in on the Patriots. I'll be honest, I even feel that a little bit sometimes when oh, it's yeah. like, can I go against the Patriots and Belichick? You know, because it's right. like, uh, they should suck, but somehow it seems like they don't. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm totally with you. Awesome. That's a great breakdown. Love the points you brought up there, the matchups. It's great stuff, man. Um, so what's, what's, uh, what's pick number two for you? All right. Number two, I'm going to go with a total. 
This one is the New Orleans Saints, Atlanta, over 42 and a half. Um, usually, I'm not big on overs in division matchups, right? I think these two teams are vastly different than they are from last year. I mean, Matt Ryan's yeah. gone. He was a staple with them. Peyton's gone. Jameis, you know, you're looking for Jameis to be your quarterback the whole year. And, you know, what Jameis likes to do is push the ball down the field. You know, yeah. guy that once had 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions. And you love yeah. that, betting the over. You know, I think he's like 7.8 yards per attempt, 8.0 air yards. He's going to want to push it. You know, they grabbed – they grab the wide receiver in the draft, Olave. Should get Michael Thomas back. You know, he's got a little nicked up, but everything says he's ready to go week one. And on the other side of the ball, Atlanta, not a great team to me. But probably the best thing they have is their young skill guys. Kyle Pitts mm-hmm. drafted Drake London. You know, Patterson is a mismatch yeah. anyway when he's in the back. He was effective last year, right? You know, Last year, both these games went over the total. You know, you get a dome. Um, it's I, – I know it was – there was – I saw a 41, like, earlier in the week, and I was like, oh, wow. get on that. But now it seems to be 42 and a half anywhere. I, I think it will still get pushed up. It probably game probably closes 43 and a half, maybe 44 would be my guess. So that's yeah. one I would recommend getting on now. Yep, that's great. I was just double checking. Yeah, I think you're looking at that sample like I am. So 42 and a half. Yeah. Yeah, is the best out there. But sometimes they lag. Like, oh, I'll totally. Be, it'll say like DraftKings is minus three, and then I go on DraftKings and it's three and a half. Oh, that happens to me where I get excited, where yeah. I'll see like a, a minus two and a half and a minus four or something. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And I go look and it's like, nope, it's all lined back yeah, up. Yeah, so, yeah. But, so uh, one more point I forgot to bring up. Yeah, yeah sure. Um, about that game. So for whatever reason, I'm hearing it was a disciplinary reason. The guy just didn't was on the locker room guy, whatever. But they traded to the Eagles, um, Gardner Johnson. It was projected to be, I think they're starting one of their starting cornerbacks. Maybe it was a starting nickel or something like that. And then their safety, Marcus May, got into some. I don't know if it was a drunk. I figured if it was a drunk driving incident or like a he pulled a gun out on someone. I can't remember off the top of my head, but I know he's possibly going to be out too. So that's two of their secondary guys. And I know depth is not big for them in the secondary. You know, they got Lattimore who's good, but hmm. losing those two key guys makes me feel a little bit better. Yep. It's huge. So what's your, uh, what's your confidence on that one? That I will, I'll go three on that one. Okay. Feel good about that. Yeah. I like it, man. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what Atlanta's offense can do. Um, they do have some nice young pieces, so we'll we'll see. Yeah. You I'm know. a big fan of Pitts. I love Pitts. Oh yeah, for sure. They can get him matched. They like to put him out wide. They need yep. to get him matched up on a linebacker safety. Yep. Cool. I yeah, that's a that's a longer conversation, but I think that is really yeah. Cool. That's a DFS the numbers, conversation. The numbers when that happens are really good. So. DFS conversation right now. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Or player props or whatever. Um, all right, so uh, that's two down. Uh, what, what's the last pick you got? All right, this is, this is the money line one. Yep. Going with your Vikings. All right. 
so this I like is, I mean, to start, you know, to start off, this is what I like. What I like with a team like the Dolphins, like I said, the Dolphins and the Vikings, you have a good offense, but you've had a defensive-minded coach for the last couple of years, and then you bring in this offensive mind. You know, again, yeah. the guy from the Rams, Jefferson, to me. I mean, obviously, it kills me. We took Rieger over him. Now you guys have Rieger. So yeah, no, yeah, now we got Rieger too. I doubled the. Yeah, I couldn't believe that. But anyway, they, this team's got weapons. I mean, I I like Irv Smith at tight end. I mean, number three wide receiver, I guess, is up in the air. I think it's going to be Osborne, right? Yep. Always liked him in Miami. I think. I think with the new, I, they're going to use. What I'm hearing in campus, they're going to use Jefferson just the way they use Cup. They might put him in the slot or just – he's going to be the focal point of the offense. Now, I will say Green Bay's defense is top three, um, which is not regular for Green Bay. It's usually their offense guy and their, and their defense stinks. But on paper, their defense is, is very good. And the Vikings defense last year, as you know, not so great. Uh, I think they were worst in yards per play given up on defense. I'm pretty sure um, a lot of it was through the air. But I do like Dantzler. I do like Cam Bynum they bring in. And they bring in Patrick Peterson. And when you look at the matchup, it's Patrick Peterson, a lot of people say he's fallen off. Maybe so. But who's he going to be matched up against? Randall Cobb? Right, Sammy Watkins, like other veterans, not not dudes that are going to scare you, not Devontae Adams. That's right. You know, you're getting this game at home. Um, I think out of all the, it was either between that and the Giants, honestly, for my money. Okay, and I and I went with the Vikings. Okay, and I think they get it done. Awesome. Uh, what's your confidence on them winning this game? I'll say two only because of Aaron Rodgers. All right. I like it, man. I mean, I don't mind anybody talking me into a Vikings win. Right. <laughs> I'll be I'll be cheering pretty hard for that one. To, oh, to yeah. I mean, they're, they're definitely getting money. They're getting money in the market. They are. Yep. And then every, everything. And win totals, they're getting hit hard. Yep. Jefferson's getting hit hard and all props. I, I took Jefferson most receiving yards. I think this okay. is going to be – like uh, the, the pieces were already in line. It was just you need the captain to steer the ship, and I, and I think this is the guy. Yep, man, I I'm with you. I mean, I could talk about the Vikings for a long time, but I agree with what you're saying. I mean, getting Z- I, and I I didn't even hate Zimmer, but I, it was no, time for him. To, it was time for him to go right. get an offensive coach. And I think they got overall they got younger on defense. We'll see how it comes together, right. um, but. We'll see. Like you said, the defense was so bad last year, it can't be a lot worse. Yeah. So, no, it can't um, be worse. Um, yep. Yeah, Zimmer, I think once he got that smoking hot young girlfriend, <laughs> uh, yeah. kind of went off football a little bit. He was great I mean, against the spread for a while. It happens, I guess, right? Yeah, I don't blame him. So, yep. Awesome, man. Well, hey, uh, appreciate you coming on and, and sharing uh, your picks. Love the breakdowns and stuff. Great stuff. Um, I know you you know what you're doing uh, when it comes to betting and DFS too. So to let people know where they can find you. Um, you know, 
wherever that is, Twitter, Betstamp, whatever you want yeah. to share. So you can follow my plays on Betstamp. They're free. It's going to be under HeimZ215 or Kevin Himes. And then that's my Twitter handle right there, Kevin Himes8. Um, you know, I am not selling nothing. I'm just <laughs> trying to let people know that, you know, I know what I'm doing. You know, I, I put a lot of work in. You know, I'm not – the greatest thing ever. I try to stay humble because betting will humble you. You know, there's ups and downs, but you know, the majority of the time I'm getting the best of the number and you can find out for yourself. You can go check it out. Awesome, man. Well, Hey, I appreciate it. And I'm definitely going to be following. I've enjoyed, uh, starting to talk. It was, a, know it was a great first podcast to be on. Honestly, yeah. I, I, I was a little nervous to be honest. Dude, you did a great like job. I'm talking too fast. No, no, you did great. You're a great host. <laughs> I appreciate it. Well, thanks for coming on, man. And uh, I'll look forward to, to talking again here in the near future. Yeah, whenever you want, man. Just let me know. All right. My turn to make some picks. Let's dive right in. And my first one up is the New York Jets team total under 18 and a half minus 110. As of the time of recording, that line is up on DraftKings. We'll see if it stays there because I did see on FanDuel it was under 17 and a half minus 114. And full disclosure, when I bet it, it actually was under 19 at minus 110. But as long as we stay above that 17 and a half without too much juice, I, I do like that. Joe Flacco is going to be playing quarterback. He's proven that he can be an okay backup, but he's not going to, not likely at least, to do anything special especially against this Ravens defense that is really solid, especially in the defensive backfield. So I don't think the Jets are going to have a lot of success offensively. In addition, if the Ravens get a lead going, we know that they want to run the ball a decent amount. And so they're going to grind the clock some, which leads to less offensive possessions. And so even if they get down and the Jets are trying to throw the ball around the yard, number one, I don't think they'll have a lot of success. And number two, I think they'll be limited in how many possessions they get. So I like the Jets team total under 18 and a half at minus 110. <clears throat> Second one up is a teaser, actually. And I got to pull it up so I get it right. So it's a four and a half point teaser. I did this on FanDuel. So I teased the Colts down to three. The Colts are minus seven some places now. So you might even be able to get that down to two and a half, which wouldn't be bad. And then I tease the Ravens down to minus two. And the Ravens are either minus six and a half or minus seven different places. Let me actually take a look at what the Ravens are right now as I'm recording. They are minus seven. So uh, that would be a little bit different on the teaser if you took it now. But you get the idea. So somewhere around Colts and Ravens, both down to minus two and a half or so. On FanDuel, that pays plus 100. Um, I, the Colts scare me a little bit, um, but I think they're healthy now. It's the beginning of the season. Matt Ryan is an upgrade over Carson Wentz, you know, yada, 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 all the stuff. Houston's not great, though. I think they could be okay and a little bit sneaky this year, but that's why I like teasing that down to the field goal. And then the Ravens, I actually think the Ravens should, I, I thought about just doing the Ravens minus seven as one of my picks. I really do like them, but Hey, I'll take some more points just in case somehow, they can't put up a lot of points, and this game stays a little bit close. So that's pick number two for me. It's a two-leg teaser. Uh, Colts, I got it down to minus three. Ravens down to minus two. But if you can get those both down to around two and a half at about even money, I think that's a good pick. 
Then the last one uh, for my play. Oh, confidence level. My confidence on that Jets team total is a three. Uh, and the confidence level is one, two, or three. One is the least, three is the most. I really like that bet. On the teaser I just gave you, man, borderline three for me too. I guess I'll say two just because the Colts make me a little bit nervous, but I do like the pick. Uh, my confidence level on my plus money one is going to be a one. Uh, I have thought about a number of different ones. I thought about taking my Vikings at a little bit of plus money. But number one, I don't trust them. Number two, I you know I don't want to jinx them or something like that. So I can't take them. So what I decided to do was take the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is a Carson Wentz fade for me. Um, also, Chase Young is not playing from what I hear. And so that obviously helps to weaken Washington's defense some. I don't think Washington will have a great offense. Jacksonville... I think is a pretty middle of the road team this year. If Trevor Lawrence can take a step forward though, I think they even, you know, compete for second in their division. If you listen to any of the division previews I did on the wager rager podcast, uh, I think in general, people liked Jacksonville to potentially challenge the Titans for second, though it would probably be an upset if they did. So right now the best line uh, it's on WinBet. Again, this is Wednesday when we're recording it plus 125 on the Jacksonville Jaguars. And for me, that is a confidence rating of one. So not super high, but at plus money, I think it's a decent spot. Those are my picks. Now let's go to the recap. That'll do it for week one of the Best Bets show. Thanks for watching or listening, whichever you're doing. Uh, a couple things I'd love for you to do. Number one, if you're watching the video, please give it a like, uh, leave a comment, tell me what is your best bet for the week. What do you think about the ones that were shared? Which ones are good? Which ones are completely off base other than mine? Because I'm sure all of mine were completely off base. But please do like, subscribe, leave a comment. If you are listening to the podcast, would appreciate a five-star review. Uh, just say something nice about the show. Give it five stars. Um, that would be hugely appreciated you can follow me online at nba attack with one a uh, i will be posting a summary of all the bets that were shared on the show uh over the season there will be updates in terms of how those different picks are doing so you can get a sense of how how strong these bets have been the different confidence ratings all that kind of stuff so do go and give me a follow check out the show description uh follow the the guys that we had on all sharp guys that you can glean a lot from, and they are not full of BS uh, like some on Twitter, though there are some other great people as well. All that said, hope you have a great week one in the NFL. Make some money, and we'll see you back here for week two.